0: Welcome to another episode of The Crown and Spear. I'm your host, Stephen Lynchfield, and this is my co-host, Gary Lynchfield. And we got another very interesting, that's what we're going with. Going with interesting this yes. week. Episode. I, I
1: told you to start looking it up some of the <laughs> That's what you got, interesting.
0: Yes. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Alright, um, so, how was your week?
1: I got wet. <laughs> well, I told you to go to the bathroom before you went. I know. It's getting old, you have those kind of things that happen to you. Yes. Now, at the uh, market Friday up in Mount Airy, it was going pretty good for the day. Um, uh, for the most part, sun was out, a little overcast. Uh, as it got towards the end of the thing, clouds started building back over to the west, coming at us. Uh-huh. And uh, we usually go to 1 o'clock. About 12.15, I thought, oh, I'm going to start picking some things up. So I started to pack a few things. And then a customer come in. And I stopped, talked with them. They didn't buy anything. And they went on. So about 12.30, I started loading everything into the car. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of stuff to pack up, stack, put, get it all in there. And about 1 o'clock, when the thing was supposed to be over, uh, the sky didn't look all that bad like it was going to rain yet because the weather app said 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. and it was 1 o'clock. And all of a sudden, this gust of wind came that I thought was going to blow the tent over because the whole tent started shaking and rattling and bouncing around, and this downpour of rain just drenched us. And so I'm trying to get the last few things in, and of course, you got to take the tent down, and mm-hmm. it's pouring. And so as I'm pulling it together... Rain is building up on top of it, and as I scooted it in, it was like somebody took a bucket, and just dumped water over my head and went down my back. Oh. And I finally got it together and just threw it in there. And then we got a little tent that we use for other stuff. And the same thing with that, I was trying to get it loose, and another drenching pour of water. So I was literally soaked from head to toe. I mean, just drenched in water. Got it all in, shut the door, jumped in the car, and lo and behold. This, our air conditioner is intermittent in the car. It the, the air conditioner works. The fan doesn't always come on, and it didn't come on. So the windows are partly foggy, <laughs> and I'm trying to drive out and see. And i got the windshield wipers going, trying to get out of there. So it was kind of a mess, but it cleared up after a bit. But by the time I got home, uh, I had literally changed everything I had on. Uh, and I went back and looked at the car seat, and the whole car seat was just wet. So it still looks dark today. It's drying out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was—I literally was drenched. It looked like worse than you know when the, somebody has a ball game and they take the big jug and dump it over the coach. Yeah, that was worse than that. <laughs> well, that's pretty I bad. Drenched in it. Ah. So, but I did get a person order to sign, which was good. That kind of made the day for the income up there. Okay. that's good. Uh, so that was good. So now I got a sign to carve this week. Mm-hmm. So we'll be too. Are bad. You can carve or or you're gonna be uh, routing the router? Yes. They they call it carving. No, they don't. The guy does that teaches you how to do it. He it's under carving when you look it up online. Okay. Well, I'm saying like <laughs> he carves with a people. router. <laughs> I carve most of my stuff with a knife. Yes. And gouges, but okay. this is done with a specialized router bit. Uh-huh. And uh, I lay down a pattern and trace it all with the router and cut it in and design it and paint it and all that stuff. So, anyway, got to get that done for next week. And I've decided to bring along one of the gourds today. I hope everybody can see it there. It's lit up. Uh, This is one of my gourds where I have put a bulb inside of it. Not all of them are that way, although if anybody wants it, I kind of take the drill along and drill a hole in it and put a light in it. Uh, But they do light up now, which is kind of cool. In the past, we just had the gourd sitting there. Yes. So, which they looked cool. We've shown so a picture were, of
0: those before. So they were dim-witted. Yes, dim Dim-litted. Dim,
1: dim-litted. <laughs> dim-litted. There <we> go. Yes. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I meant to say.
0: Anyway. One of those days. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so for let's, that uh, let's move had, on to. Did our... anything happen to speak? Well, um, oh, you know, I, I had gotten a gimbal for my phone. Yes. And I had decided to, I was going to start going out on certain nature trails and record the trail. And then I wasn't going to do any talking or anything. It was just going to be record the trail and, like, have some music music playing in the background. So I did that. But, like, half of the the footage that I did, the way I was holding it, it, and my hand was kind of, I guess, shaking. So the the footage looks very (laughs) shaky. So I changed the way that I was holding it for, like, the second half, which is a little bit smoother looking. So if you're... Uh, someone who ever watches any of my stuff on the real Steven T V and you happen to watch like the first two videos that I've posted and it looks all shaky, fair warning if you have motion sickness, take a pill. Be careful. <laughs> Get you some driving so, before yeah. watching. Um and then there was a another video that I did just out of my regular like review videos right. that has hit um like Over 200 something views, so that's the, nice. Yeah. Get that many on something, yeah. it's yeah, Pretty cool. cool, yeah. So,
1: I want to try I, your your what you call it, Gam, gamble, gimbal. gimbal, gimbal, yes. I want to try it with my phone. I don't know if your phone has it, but mine, mine has
0: a stabilization is, yeah, mine, function. Yeah, the camera on my phone does not have a stabilization,
1: mine function. does, and I want to see how it does. So, we need to take it out one day and do a little walk and see what it does. Yeah, I want to see how it works on my to,
0: phone. Or years at, from time to time. Because mine,
1: I actually watched a video. I didn't know this when I bought the phone. Wow. Uh, but I looked it up after I bought it. And there's a video in it where a guy has it hooked to one of those little pieces on a skateboard. And he's zipping down a sidewalk. Mm. And it just looks like a nice smooth picture. So I'm hoping it does that
0: when I try it's, it. it. It's not that way with my phone. <laughs> so you, you think it was some action <laughs> movie. Going... <laughs> <laughs> or a guy with Parkinson's. <laughs>
1: that too could be anyway let's right, move on with yeah, things on. all right you all know where you can find this alexa iHeartRadio, radio rumble spotify and youtube mm-hmm. great places to find and listen to this words of wisdom no comment <laughs> <laughs> well when we we start doing that sure <laughs> when we get to it and of course if you'd like to write us about our words of wisdom It's that, it left there. There it is. The The Crown crown and Spear spear at gmail.com. And don't forget to. And it didn't come up again. Where's it going? Oh my gosh. Is it louder this time? (laughs) I didn't turn it up any. Wow. That got to you, didn't it? Yeah. Trying to get your attention. I got mine. (laughs) Remember, we we need folks to share this. What are you saying? Hello. Hello? What? You have a ringing in your ears? A little bit. (laughs) We need you to share this with other folks so our numbers will go up some. We're kind of hit a slump where we're sitting about the same spot every week. Sure. So we need to go up in numbers. Share it. Yes. With somebody. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's as far as I got so far. Well, on that note,
0: we're going to go to our first commercial break, and we'll see you all on the other side. Be right back. Back! Okay, that was a good little
1: break. I love our breaks. Yeah. It's always something exciting happens during the break. Sometimes. I mean,
0: (laughs) sometimes all we do is have little conversations and stuff. And this time I had a conversation with a farmer. With a farmer? Yeah. He was talking about how he did not have a good harvest this time. So he was going to pick up a a new career in music. Okay. Yeah. Why music? Well, because... uh, he had a lot of bad beats.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. That was stretching at that time. <laughs>
0: Actually, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, First um, John.
1: Yes, yes. Right there. Oh. First John 3, 4 through 6. And we're going to be talking about the seed of God. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. You think you can go there? Get your thoughts ready for when I ask dumb questions on the spur of the moment and you don't know how to answer? Sure. <laughs> all right, let's move on. First of all, deer children. What do you usually say?
0: He loves his deers.
1: Of course, here. I finally found one. There's a deer child with his antlers on his head.
0: My goodness. And, of course, what, you got to leave this. What head. was that in the background?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. What was there? Oh, it's another one back there doing something. I don't know. It's a deer child. He's got the antlers. See? Uh-huh. Okay. And then he's got a proud father. There he is. Oh gosh! So I just thought I'd throw that I, in for I your entertainment. One,
0: I don't know what the uh, mom looks like. So <laughs>
1: okay, we'll go. We'll bypass that. Let's okay. get back to the verse. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. Mm-hmm. That's an important thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're a Christian, there are people who love to lead you astray. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't hold to the Word of God. They have a very humanistic world view of things, and they want to try to, you know, goof you up in what you believe. You know, try to get you off track and try to make you doubt your beliefs. Okay, um, so don't let people lead you astray. Don't let them do that. I remember when uh, I was growing up, we had a youth group at church, and we met every Sunday night, and uh, they they used to. Um, like each week, somebody else would take the lesson, and you come back next week, you teach it, and then they pass the book to somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so one week it got passed to me, and I was very nervous about that. Come back and did the lesson, and I said, All right, who's getting it next? And they said, well, Why don't you do it again next week? And I did, and I ended up doing it for the next two years. <laughs>
0: did
1: you not say at one point, uh, Aren't we supposed to pick this get around? Book around? So but actually, actually yeah. a friend of mine who also became a pastor, he has passed on now, Um, uh, he and I lived, our two houses were kind of catty corner of each other side by side, Uh uh, back to back, I guess, not side by side. Anyway, he and I, I got together with him and he and I did it together. And so we both study and plan and come in and do the lesson and stuff like that. Anyway, the whole reason of getting into that, there was one girl in the youth group who had a boyfriend who was very much on the liberal side and he always tried to get us off track and tried to bring doubt to what we were saying. Uh, he, he was not a christian i was glad he was there we shared the gospel as much as we could but he was always trying to lead us astray he by the way was a uh green beret and uh he jumped out of planes that were perfectly good of course one time he came in with crutches and a broken leg <laughs> because he fell on a tree and it didn't go well but uh but he was a nice guy other than the fact that he didn't know god and i think he eventually did at some point but it's mm-hmm. another long story Anyway, uh, don't let people lead you astray. We got to be careful of that. So, if we're not being led astray, we, we have to have the uh, assurance of what God's word says. We got to be studying it. Got to keep looking at it, read it. Uh, you know, it's always good to read books about it. I mean, you, nothing over the scripture itself. I mean, it's great by itself, but it helps to read books about it that other people have written. Uh, it helps to to do Bible studies with other people and you know share that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean there's tremendous amount of information out there and with the internet which I didn't have when I was a kid you know you had to go find books and look stuff up Uh, but now you can type in anything and just about find what you want on the internet it's a ton of information there it helps you study and learn these things Uh, so don't be led astray the one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous and so Part of the benefit of becoming a follower of God and the Lord Jesus Christ is because of the gift of faith in us um, that we can then understand and read the scriptures and then, how do you quit this? We're not righteous in and of ourselves, but our righteousness comes from Jesus Christ. And so what he says here, that uh, you do right, and that's righteous, Okay just as he is righteous. So as Mm -hmm. he is the righteous one, he gives us his righteousness. Mm -hmm. So even though when we still sin, because we are still sinners, and we we fall, we trip, we stumble in those sins, uh, but when God looks at us, he looks at us through Christ, and that clears us up. I mean, it's like you're wearing glasses today. Mm -hmm. Without glasses, certain things around here would look kind of fuzzy. And when you put glasses on, it clears up. (laughs) Well, God looks at us through the lens of Jesus Christ and Mm -hmm. he clears us up and gives us that wonderful thing. So we want to copy Jesus, follow the things that he did, uh, try to study what he did, see how he answered questions, see the acts that he did, Mm -hmm. and do those kind of things. Um, So we want to do what he did. And then when we do what he does, we commit righteous acts, which is something he's called us to do. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So next, verse 8. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Ooh. How many people do you know that you're pretty certain they're not a believer, and they might be okay sometimes, but they also do bad things, that who literally think they're of the devil?
0: Who think they're of the devil? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know if I've... (laughs) Come across anyone at least recently that I know in a personal sense right. that would consider themselves of the devil?
1: I mean, there are people that do that. There well, are yeah, there devil are worshippers. I mean, I've
0: I've heard of people. I've seen people who have come across. But like in a like I said like in a personal sense, right. if that's what you're asking, yeah. then I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Yeah, I literally
1: heard yesterday. I think it was on the news that a uh, school system in Virginia. Had voted to allow an after-school group for Satanism, mm-hmm. that they could look into that. Now, that, while I don't like that, you know, we have a right as Christians to have a Bible study. You, mm-hmm. you hate to take somebody else's right away, and say, "Well, you, we can do ours, but you can't do yours." But it scares me when they get into that to say we're going to actually study that here. And it was an after-school type situation. You know, mm-hmm. uh, voluntarily, sure. kids could go to it if they want. Uh, I did talk to a girl once who literally claimed to be a witch, which we, you know, of
0: satanics. I've uh, met some women who uh, claim to be a witch. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah, they're out there. So, you know, the ones, uh, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. That also blows my mind. God, God created everything, and people say, well, God only does good. Well, he created the devil for a purpose, mm-hmm. and he was a sinner from the beginning. Uh, God threw him out of heaven, of course, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but he still has the opportunity to go back into heaven and try to confront God, to try to say, well, hey, what about that one over there, remember, Job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that first opening paragraph in Job, it's like, you know, Satan has to be in the uh, throne room with God, and he says, hey. God says
0: oh God says to him, yeah. him, yes. what
1: do you what do you think about my servant job over there and I want to go Shh, don't put him on me you know uh, but you know those who you know follow the devil you know do bad things because the devil's been bad from the beginning the reason the son of God appears was to destroy the devil's work to destroy the devil's work
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you yeah, know the devil's got this misunderstanding that he's going to be able to defeat things and kind of do it his way, but God's already said, ain't going to happen. In fact, you know, the book of revelation, uh, it, it is revelation, not revelations as mm-hmm. a lot of people say, uh, it's the revelation of God. Uh, but while it is very, very difficult, at least for me to understand, it's a lot of metaphors and, you know, picture type things. Uh, but, the, but the big point that I get from going through Revelation is God wins. <laughs> that's, that's that's what the end result is. It's going to come a time and he's going to seal old Satan up and take his children home. And it's over. Mm. <laughs> and sin is done away with forever and ever and ever. So, you know, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil. And that means even people who are doing sinful things, whether they think so or not, they're of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Christ finishes it. I think it's awesome. And he did pictures of that along the way as he did miracles. Mm-hmm. You remember the one where the guy was demon-possessed? And what he do? He says, you know, get out of him. What they do? They went into some pigs, and then the pigs ran to water and died. You know, other people were possessed. I think about Mary Magdalene. Uh, you know, she was possessed and evil and wrong, and he calls her, and the whole thing changed, you know?
0: And, and wasn't there, uh, wasn't Peter, um, I don't say he was like necessarily demon possessed, but that he said to, uh, when he was talking to Peter, like, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Because he knew that Peter was being influenced by what's in Yeah, Yeah. Because,
1: well, Christ, Christ
0: came to die on the cross. Yeah. And
1: when he kind of made that known, Peter's like, no, 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 it can't happen that way, you know? And guys, get behind me, you know. And he used the word Satan, Mm -hmm. because he was saying, "Yeah, this is going to happen, and he's going to." And it was planned by way by God. Jesus is part of that. He died for our sins. Nobody else can do that. He was perfectly righteous, Mm -hmm. and with that absolute righteousness, he is able to cleanse our sin. A lot of people say he died for the sins of the world. Well, he died for those who will be his children and follow him. Uh there are people who you know, his sin doesn't cover because they're going to hell. And there is a literal hell according to the scriptures. So, uh the Son of God appeared to destroy that work. Uh I, I made me some notes over here and I and it made me think about this. You know, how do you tell if somebody's a Christian or not? You know, how do we know those who are, as it puts it there, you know, sinful and of the devil? <laughs> uh or a follower of Christ, and the only thing I come up with is you show your fruit. Remember, we did the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. and there uh, you go through that whole list of you know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know all those things. Um, and those who demonstrate that, all of them together, you get. You know, remember we talked about you don't know, just oh I like this fruit. You know, I mean I can't say well I like apples, but I don't care about those grapes over there. You know, you get the fruit. You get the whole thing in the Holy Spirit, and. Uh, you see people living righteous acts, doing righteous things, there is at least the hint that they are of Jesus. We don't know that for sure because we don't know anybody's heart. People can act a certain way for a period of time and then change. But also, those who are sinful all the time and doing sinful acts all the time are of their father, the devil. Um, You know, the passage says he's a liar from the beginning. You know? Uh, And it's his native language is to lie about stuff. So... You know, those kind of things are out there. So, who commands you and how you react and do things makes the connection to tell people who you are. And people need to think about that. You know, what do I do and what do I say that tell people whether I am a child of God or a child of Satan? And it's by how we live our life and how we talk, how we act, how we respond to things, attitudes and actions and words and, you know, being careful what we say, our... Acts are examples of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of important there in that, in that thing. So let's go on to the next verse. If it'll go on to the next verse, there it is. In verse 9, no one who was born of God will continue to sin. And that's a tough one. Because we do know that we still sin. I mean, I won't pick on you today, but you probably did sin this morning. <laughs> Some point or other. <laughs> I know I did, you know. Mm-hmm. uh maybe had a wrong thought or you know said something you shouldn't have said or you know or the other side of that is is we ought to worship god with everything of our being and if i woke up this morning i thought well i'm just gonna do this on my own and i don't think about god first then in a sense i've sinned because he's not number one right off the bat mm-hmm. you know so that's one of those kind of a side thing that you get from the ten commandments Remember, we talked about that a week or two ago where I did a study on those and some people got upset because we went so in-depth and they were getting a little convicted about their sin. Um, But no one who was born of God will continue to sin. And that continue is an important word because it, it brings up the idea of deliberately going against God and His Word. So, I mean, while you may, you know, slip and do something wrong that you shouldn't do or say something wrong... But then, if you you know, you ought to have a heart of conviction from the Spirit who says that was wrong. You shouldn't do that, and so you change it. You know, you you do an apology. You say I'm sorry. Uh, you go to God and say, you know, I, I shouldn't have done that. You know, pray and ask His forgiveness again. It's not just a one time thing that we ask His forgiveness and repent. It's a ongoing, daily practice that we make in our life. Mm-hmm. And so, if those who deliberately keep on sinning are really not children of God. Now again, you got to qualify that. How long is that deliberately, and for how long? You know, sometimes somebody might be in a, a rut of sin and they're doing it for a period of time. But at somewhere along the way, if they're a follower of God, they ought to see it, either through somebody talking to them or if God just reveals it to Himself. Uh, they ought to then be coming back. You know, but how long is that period? Who are we to say? Two days? A month? Two years? You know, when do we know that the real believer is finally going to turn around and come back? Sometimes people run from God for a long time for one reason or another, and God eventually, if they are His, brings them back. Um, so it's a kind of a hard thing there to figure out and, and understand this idea of, you know, being that seed of God and is it in us and is it visible? And... Uh, how we respond to things to show whether we are a child of God or a child of Satan. It's a difficult thing there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did I ever make it through the whole verse? (laughs) I broke it up in so many pieces. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Mm -hmm. So he's basically saying you can't still do that old lifestyle. You just can't stay there. Now again, it, it it could be a period of time. You don't know what that is.
0: Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I know someone who who went through something like that was uh, raised, you know, in a Christian family and everything, and then uh, went out basically into the world and got involved in more worldly type things. And and uh, this person said they went through their rebellious phase where they kind of turned away from uh, God and everything and at some point I, I would say that God really convicted that person and, and they uh, turned know, around and come, and come back. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to emphasize here this thing about the seed of God, so I've got another slide here, the seed of God. Um, to me, the one thing that is the seed of God is faith. That is a gift that comes from God and God the Holy Spirit puts it in us. We as a dead person sinfully, yeah, you know, before we accept Christ, we are dead in our sins. We um a dead person can't just say, Hey, I want to be alive. I know it's a weird thing, but if we had somebody die and their bodies laying here, they can't sit there on their own and say, Hey, I think I want to be alive again, because I like to get up and move around and go do things, so I'm just gonna make myself alive. They're dead. They can't do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But God can raise the dead. You know, we got Lazarus in the scripture where he raised Lazarus. But God, with us as believers, the Holy Spirit puts the gift of faith within us, and with that activated, we go, oh, (laughs) I want to follow Jesus. Look at him. He's great. He's fantastic. He's righteous. He's got blessings, and heaven's the end result. I want to do this. Well, we don't do that without the gift of faith. So it is the seed of God that he plants in us, and we become alive. So I think that's a, a very cool thing. One of the things that I thought about in that is seeds. You know, there's all kind of different seeds out there. Mm-hmm. I brought this little box today. I know it's kind of dusty. It's from out in my workshop. But, you know, I do things like the gourds. Well, this is just a few of the seeds. Oops, my lid's starting to break. Uh, the seeds, I don't know if that could be even seen, that little tiny thing in my hand up there. They probably can't see that. Oh, well,
0: let's turn the box
1: around. There. Okay. But that is a fairly big seed. Watch the lid. Don't want to all dump right. them everywhere. But there's a whole box of them. That came from multiple gourds. But you open a yeah. gourd up and get the stuff outside. And I mean, there's just a bunch of seeds that will come out of there. You know, if they're, they're, sitting they're, out there. Yeah, we'll just close that and keep it from falling all over the floor. All right. Um, but... The, you know, there are other seeds that are really, really tiny, tiny little things. You know, mm-hmm. I was joking with the guy at the farmer's market yesterday, years ago when we were in seminary. We tried to plant a garden in the backyard, and uh, we bought a packet. You know, you get these little packets it has got a picture in the front of what's there, and it was seeds for pumpkins. We wanted to grow our own pumpkins, mm-hmm. and we planted those things, and we ended up getting eggplants. <laughs> uh, somebody put the wrong seeds in a row, <laughs> and we had a bunch of eggplants, which we didn't eat at that time. Um, Mm. so I think we gave them away to people so they could eat them. So, but that was a weird thing that, but anyway, the idea of faith is, comes from a seed and it grows. Uh, one time with the gourds, we had one out here on the front porch of our building and the gourd fell over all the edge of the porch and I didn't notice it had been there, but eventually it died and withered and cracked, come apart. Some of the seeds just laying on the ground took root. And grew. Now, you, this. You had
0: like a whole row. Or are you going to show that?
1: Well, I'm going to. This is not that, but this is a picture of, you know, a whole big patch from gourds, okay? They're oh. one of the plants. They put out streamers and they just stretch and stretch and stretch. I know it went from our building here probably a good 20, 30 feet across the yard and it was just branch after branch after branch and gourds popped up all over the yard. I think we ended up getting about 30, 40 gourds out of that, you know, where it just spread out. Mm-hmm. So a little seed goes a long way you know it really it does. does pour out there and so we think about that seed of god in us and it grows and and it just bursts out you know it fills up everything and it becomes something big and real in us um so i had a couple of passages i thought i'd throw in here and i forgot to write the reference down on these this is big. they both come from the gospel of john i think this one was verse six i mean chapter six and I, some verse in there in chapter six
0: <laughs> was it not thirty seven
1: Oh, oh, cut it right over there. Thank Uh you. I Uh forgot about that. But I usually put the actual reference. But listen to this. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's telling us that God does the picking of the seed, who it goes to, and who he gives it to. They don't turn away. They come to Christ. Okay? And then a second passage This is again in John, but this was chapter 10, verse 29. Uh, My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Then verse 30 in there also. Mm -hmm. And so God's the one who gives us that gift of faith. God gives it to us and he doesn't take it away. I know there's some people who have controversy over that. There's some people say you can lose your salvation. I totally disagree with them on verses such as this. Uh, that he says, you know, the Father has given them to me is greater than all. There's nobody bigger than God. Okay? No one can snatch them out of my hand. I and the Father are one. So, Basically, it's like you got something... We used to play a game years ago. I don't know if I ever did it with you. You put a coin in your hand and somebody else put their hand over the top and they try to grab it before I close your hand. Uh-huh. Do we ever do that?
0: I remember that. Yeah.
1: Uh, and usually it's very hard to try to snatch it out. But eventually, if you're quick enough, you can snatch it out of my hand. Okay? If you know how to do it and hit it right, you can generally do that.
0: I also remember all the times you tried to steal my nose.
1: That's right. I stuck it right there. Wiggling around. Still got your nose in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, besides that... Um, but the point is that, uh, you know, we can snatch things out of people's hands, mm-hmm. but you can't get it away from God. He's He's too big, too powerful for his. And so, you know, this says that if you're really, really, really a believer, if the seed of faith has really been placed in you, it grows. And like the plant that I had up there a while ago, I mean, it spreads out. It gets big and, and you know, it goes beyond us. Uh, so it's really a growing process of following God and and doing that, Um, doing the good we ought to do. Okay. Uh, One more verse, I think, yeah, verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone uh, who does not love their brother and sister. So a big part of First John is talked about love, and we've dealt with that earlier in the passage. But um, right here, you know, those who are the children of God, uh, they've got to do what it says. You know, follow the word. Uh, this is how we know who are the children of God are the children and who the children of devil are. Remember, we just talked about that a few minutes ago, the fruit. Mm-hmm. What shows up? We had that big plant growing out here, and I thought, what in the world is this thing growing across our yard? Because it spread out, spread out, spread out. And then blooms started coming up on it, and eventually we saw those gourds coming out. Gourds! Look at this! We have a gourd plant! So, you know, seed of faith gets in us, you got a Christian. And God makes it come and grow and spread. So that's our
0: thing for today. The end. Okay. All right, that was a good uh, message, and so now we're going to go to our prayer. That's right. Let's do that.
1: Father, thank you so much for bringing your word to our hearts. Father, thank you that it's not up to us to judge somebody and say, well, this one's a Christian, that one's not a Christian. But at the same time, you tell us from verses like these that basically we're fruit inspectors. What kind of fruit is showing up on that thing to say it is what it is? And so if people are actually doing evil things, saying bad things, neglecting you, then it's pretty obviously they're probably not a part of the family of God. And then if other people who are following the true word of God and they're acting righteous and they're showing the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, uh, self-control, all those fruit of the Spirit, we pretty much can think, well, they probably are a child of God. So, Father, help us to reveal the truth of who we are by how we act, by the things we say, because that's what your word says that we're supposed to do. Help us to do it. In Christ's
0: name, Amen. Amen. Alright, everybody, we'll be right back after this brief little commercial message. Mm Okay, so, on that little break, uh, I was talking to uh, this other person. Yeah? And, uh, other than me? Sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, anyways, they were telling me how they seem to only get sick on weekends. So, you know, first we have sick, you know, plants and everything because of a poor harvest and all. Right. Now, this guy's telling me that, uh, you know, he only gets sick on, on you know... On weekends? Yeah. Why is that? Because apparently he has a weakened immunism. Oh, (laughs) no.
1: So, what do we got there? (laughs) Well, the places they can find all of our stuff, like your merch on Saint Life Entertainment, and the Mm. links will be there below where you can do all that. And then, of course, the real Steven TV that you talked about earlier, and your numbers are jumping up of people watching it. Mm -hmm. People subscribing. Subscribing, all all those, yeah, going up there. And of course, the woodchuck, where you can look at such things as our gourds that we have out there. I got some pictures uh, where I've started working on those. Uh, I don't know if I announced it before. I we bought a whole bunch of them, and I got uh, fourteen of them done. And I got twenty-six to go that I got to draw faces on and cut out. Mm. So, uh, and we only have a, a month before the show.
0: You'll get it done. Yeah, yeah.
1: Besides, we got to go buy some wood today, maybe. <laughs> Uh okay, 4s and landscaping timbers to make more of our critters that we do. Okay, so anyway, that's that's about it there. I never have added anything else to that. You had the other
0: TV show, Stephen,
1: whatever it was.
0: Uh, is um, I haven't done much. Of it is there only one video on it right now? But it's, See, Steven... it's busting out of the seams there. Huh? Yeah. It's it's just uh Stephen TV light. You get, you get the first one so good, you don't have to go any further. Just leave the one
1: out. <laughs> Sure. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Eeyhoo.
0: So, uh, I don't have really much anything else to add. So, if you don't have anything else to add. I think we'll close. All right. Then, for all of us here at the Crown and Spear, I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield. And this is my co-host. Gary Litchfield. And we'll catch y'all next time. All right. Have a good week, everybody.